0: Welcome to Next at the Mic Radio, a lively hour of unscripted roundtable conversations with Voice America's longtime new and upcoming hosts about their inspirations, goals, and insights to help you find your own mic. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's Bonnie D.,
1: Bonnie D in the house next at the mic. Happy to be here. This is my very special show for, by, about, and with Voice America hosts like myself. I have three returning guests today. They were all so wonderful. A couple weeks, a couple months ago that I invited them back in a different configuration. Two of these ladies have been on with each other on the show and one has not. So we're going to see what we're going to explore. The whole point of this show is Why radio? why live hosting? What are we doing? Why are we here? What messages do we want to give out to the world? What kind of communities do we want to build? How does this compare to other opportunities for messaging, for information, for sharing stories? Everybody's into storytelling today, and that's what we talk about. So the impact, the important, the challenges, and the joys. Ah, some of the pitfalls and the future of live radio. So I'm going to open, by the way, it is February 27th. It is the last Tuesday of February 2024. It's the 58th day in the 2024 Gregorian calendar, 300 days, 308 days left. So if you're planning something for New Year's Eve, you have time. But later in the year, ladies, (laughs) I'll tell you what I'd like you to do. It's the ninth Tuesday. But I want to tell you something a little shocking about the calendar. I always say, I think that Gregory, Gregorian, Pope Gregory, was one of the early creatives that we know, a record whose, whose creativity has lasted all these years. Well, I found the origin story, so let me just read it, ladies, and see if you like this. In 1582, the day after October 4th on the calendar was October 15th. Cecilia, Deanne, Rebecca, are, <laughs> seriously, that's because it was the. Ju- I know Cecilia can't believe it. It was the Julian <laughs> calendar. This curious leap occurred when the Gregorian calendar replaced the Julian calendar at the behest of Pope Gregory the Thirteenth, who felt the need to do something about the latter Julian's inaccuracy. Under the Julian calendar, a solar year was measured at exactly. 365.25 days, a slight overestimate that over 1,600 years was used throughout the Christian world left to a, led to a discrepancy of several days. So he moved those extra .25 days, Rebecca, to something else called the Gregorian calendar, and we have it, and it sort of makes sense, but this is a leap year. We have 29 days in February. Mm-hmm. I think they used to use that for Sadie Hawkins dances, where the girl would ask the boy <laughs> to, don't, don't even, does, doesn't even work today. So today, next at the mic, I'm calling this episode, Look Who's Talking, and I want to introduce my three beautiful guests. I have my little poem I made with Chat GPT, and I added the editing. So I recently had a CAT scan on my head, and the doctor walked into the room, and he's, yeah, I'm fine. The doctor walked in, he's six foot eight tall, and he walks into this waiting room and he says, Bonnie, I have good news. for It's 1030 at night. They've taken blood from every part of my body and they've done x-rays and all that. I'm fine. (laughs) And he says, I have good news. I said, what's the good news, doctor? He says, We found it. You have a brain. So I said, thank you very much. (laughs) So now I can say that ChatGPT and the human part of me did the poem. So here we go, ladies. (laughs) Upon her scarlet Scarlet mic, with passion to wow, Bonnie D. welcomes stars on Look Who's Talking Now, Deanne Rose, wave hello when I call your name, Deanne Rose, Rebecca Hall Greider, and Cecilia Zapata Harms, voices empowered, a symphony of charms, ladies. I think you're charming. Listen, watch, embrace their wisdom on air as Bonnie D. broadcasts with her distinctive flair next at the mic where voices ignite a symphony of inspiration radios reach is our might here we go deanne rose a guide for the unbridled woman's rise reconnecting with femininity life's true prize massage therapist reiki practitioner and much more a marathoner and triathlete her journey to explore deanne i hope you like that
2: that's nice thank you
1: then we have rebecca hall greider a global influence in her stride best-selling author and empowerment guide Platforms built to help experts soar, reaching millions. She's opening new doors. I hope you like that, mm-hmm. Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And Cecilia Zapata Harms, a leader in biotech's embrace from startup strategies to startups, a visionary in every case, founder of Third Eye Bio and Women, Life and Science, a live radio host, a force. Breaking every fence. Fence and science were supposed to rhyme. Cecilia, I apologize for that. (laughs) These three can't do everything. These three stars, a constellation bright, illuminate the airwaves with sheer delight. On next at the mic, where brilliance takes flight. Do all feel brilliant? I hope so. A Radio Symphony reaching inspirational height. What'd you think, ladies? Pretty good? (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
0: That it was one of the so best.
1: Much. That was one of the best, the ChatGPT. It wrote the basis for me, and then I did a little editing here and there. So I like it. That's one of the best. So let's go around the table. You've all been on before, and I have a uh, return guest That's like, oh, meter, okay? And the return guest says, how many people in the world either didn't see or hear you on the show the first time you were on or forgot you? Oh, no, that's terrible. Okay, <laughs> so I'd say on the average for all three of you, uh, put together, I'd say there are about 14.27953 people in the world who don't remember you on this show. I am so sorry. I know. I know. It's the point three nine something or other I always worry about. So let's go around the table. Reintroduce yourself. Pretend nobody has seen you here before. Give us the full scoop. Three minutes. Condense your whole life into three minutes and tell us why you're here and a little bit about your radio show. Deanne
2: Rose, dear, you're up first. I'm putting you on speaker view. Go ahead. All right, thank you for having me here today. Uh, I am the Unbridled Woman. That is the name of my my show, The Unbridled Woman. Remember, reclaim and rise. It's basically a story of my life that I want to share with the world. And because everyone has a story, a story of reclamation, of rising into their power, and just reclaiming their their voice and and how they're showing up in the world. And uh, so that is a very Great passion of mine. So I use that in in coaching. I use that in empowering women, um, especially going into um, their business for themselves, um, working through their limited beliefs and really stepping into their feminine essence and understanding what that feminine power means. Because sometimes I think feminine energy power gets a bad rap. And it's not all flowy, flowy, flowery and just relaxing on a chase. Um, it's actually there's so much power and creativity and and birthing of a, of a dream. So I really I really love supporting women going into their, their business that way. So that is one of my major passions. And. I'm actually, um, I haven't done marathons in a while, but I am actually training to do a half marathon. And it's a secret because my oldest daughter's doing it in Denver. She doesn't know I'm training and I'm going to fly up there and run it with her. So um, that's the secret. Uh, So I'm excited. That's in May. So I just started my training yesterday. So I'm a little sore. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that is, that's kind of me in the nutshell. I'm just really here to to shine my light and be an inspiration to to people and help women find their voice and and just really live in the full expression of themselves. And I'm happy to be here again.
1: And um, we, we have to get everybody who's watching and listening, and especially Cecily and Rebecca, to swear that they won't tell her daughter. Okay, yes, it's a, yes, it's a, secret. yes. It's a secret. Don't but tell it. Not But Deanne, her. what types of guests? Just briefly, what types of guests do you have on the Unbridled Woman? Who do you get for your for your panel or for your show?
2: Yeah, I've just been blessed to have a variety of women who uh, I I've had grief specialists. I've had women um, they suicide survivorship. They've had a spouse who committed suicide, so they work now with women and grief and moving through that. That kind of an untalked about. I have women um, coming in and and sharing their their wisdom about. About sexuality, pleasure, um, relationships—just a whole variety. I've been very blessed to get to know a lot of really beautiful women and a couple men, uh, actually, on my show as well. I was going to ask. I was going to ask. I'm glad you brought that up.
1: Thank you very much. It is interesting the people we get to know when they come on our shows, isn't it? Mm -hmm. People, You might see a bio, you might see their book, you might read something, but getting to know the person, the real, the essence. I call it not authenticity, I call it the real deal. The real deal person up close on a radio show, there's a lot of barriers fade away and you get to see and hear who they are. So thank you, Deanne. Let's go around the table. Rebecca Hall Greider, you're here. She reminded me it rhymes with writer, and I'm going to remember that forever and ever. Rebecca, (laughs) I'm delighted to have you back. Thanks for accepting the invitation. I'm putting you on speaker view. Talk to us. Who is Rebecca? Go ahead. Thank you so much. Honored to be here.
3: And I'm an empowerment leader, a host, a publisher. I wear a lot of different hats, but what it all boils up under Um, under that hat is really helping people be seen and heard because part of my greatest challenge, if I go back in time is I, I grew up in a very dysfunctional environment. It wasn't safe as I learned to be invisible and I hid and I could see people hurting out in the world, not understanding that they were valuable and needed, but I had to discover that myself. So I went on a healing journey, I discovered I was safe, that I was loved, that I could be seen and heard. And if I wanted others to stop believing the lies that they don't matter, that they're not worthy, that it's safer to be hidden, I needed to be willing to step into the spotlight because they don't figure it out by osmosis. I had to be willing to discover that I had value and worth and that I had gifts to share. And so I'm passionate about helping people share their gifts and talents because that's how we make a difference in the world, is being seen, being heard, and being willing to share that real deal that you're talking about, Bonnie, that real deal of who we are with another, life by life, heart by heart. And I believe radio is a great way to do that. So I'm the host of Empowering Women, transforming lives and we've been running i think almost 10 years now weekly shows live broadcasts love it i've produced several other shows but what i love about it is we get to come together have men and women on the show from all different kinds of backgrounds walks of life and learn from each other and share that and stand in our brilliance and our gifts so that's a little bit of who I am. What I do with the show, um, as a publisher, we help bring books forward and launch them as bestsellers so they can really be seen and heard, because that's where we make a difference. So I stand in that and really encourage everybody to find a way to be just a little bit
1: more visible. I like it. And tell me, I know you have something you wanted to talk about briefly. You're Talent agency, speaker agency. Oh, oh, yes, yes. I'm, I'm
3: the founder of the Speaker Talent Search, and this is part of my give back, helping people, experts, leaders people who are willing to step into that spotlight and share their brilliance with the world, we've created the Speaker Talent Search. And it's a way for people to, with one application process, have the opportunity to be on our show and many other shows by going through that process. And they can learn about it at speakertalentsearch.com.
1: Thank you. I told you mm-hmm. I'd take a look and I peeked at your website just before the show. So thank you very much. Appreciate Absolutely. that. My and pleasure. And that's certainly a good service for people Connecting people, right? Connecting shows mm-hmm. and media with people who are looking for PR. Thank you, and messages as well. Cecilia, you're here. Last time you were on, you were in a Halloween costume. I, what was <laughs> it? Was it was black and white? What, what, what was that costume? Were it was
0: it was Cruella Deville.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, when I saw her a few minutes ago, Cecilia joined first tonight on today on Zoom, and I said, "You're not in costume today. I'm seeing the real Cecilia." So there you go. <laughs> I, I, know, I know. I know. There's a song, <laughs> Cecilia, you're breaking my heart. Okay, Cecilia. Let's talk to you. Tell us all about bring us up to date. What have you been up to, please?
0: Well, first of all, I wanted to thank you for bringing us together. But I'm also quite humbled being around such wonderful and very um empowering women in, in this on this broadcast because everybody, just like Deanne said, there's there's we have a story, and we do all of us have a story. So um and my story, Been in the science industry for many decades (laughs) and um, have actually uh, spun out a few biotech uh, companies out of that career. So, left the corporate world, I would say that's the corporate world, to um, help other innovators in the science industry to kind of turn their companies into concepts and then into a company and then hopefully a nice successful exit for them. Most scientists, as you know, need to focus on the science and they need to focus on their discovery, but for the most part, they need assistance in trying to really really navigate the corporate world and the business uh, side of things. And then um, decided one day that I thought, you know, what is missing in, in the whole digital platform is really a Um, An opportunity for women in the science industry to share their stories and not not the celebrity, you know, groups or influencers that we see all the time in social media, but really just ordinary women like ourselves to have an opportunity to tell our stories, to talk about life transitions, to uh, how we navigate our professional lives, our family lives, and also talk about just why they're passionate about science And so I'm the host uh, of Women, Life and Science. Uh, It's a weekly podcast uh, radio program on Voice America Empowerment Channel. But what I've done with this podcast is actually turn it into a 501c3 organization. Um, We have a conference that's going to sort of launch the programs that we're going to build specifically for women and young professionals, especially in the Uh, entrepreneurial side of things to help kickstart some of the women who are thinking about starting their own business or young professionals coming out of school and wanting to figure out, okay, where do I go from here if I have a science degree and not lose touch with what I'm passionate about? So that's me in a nutshell. Well, I disagree
1: with something you said you said ordinary women like us. I don't think there's any or anybody ordinary here.
0: that's true that's true <laughs> that's no true.
1: i'm 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 teasing you, but I'm complimenting you. i want to compliment the three of you on how articulate you are in sharing what your story is about, what your shows are about what you do. I always appreciate people who can speak well and express themselves clearly and get the message across. Isn't that really the talent is to be able to get the message across, not garbled and not weird, not funky. Just speak, and speak with passion, and speak from your heart. And so I appreciate... show's over. No, I'm only kidding. We have 45 minutes to... Oh, my goodness gracious. What is she doing? Listen, uh, I want to go to the next part of the show. Thank you all for the bios. I appreciate them. And I was only teasing you about just talking to those 14 people. I wanted to hear it all, all over (laughs) again. I, I do appreciate who you are, and I'm honored to have you here. So I've asked each of you to send me a new quote from a fictional movie or TV character or a song lyric, and you're going to relate it to maybe a little bit about your show, but mostly about radio. What are we doing here? So Deanne Rose has sent us a quote from the beautiful song, The Rose, pop song written by Amanda McBroom and performed by Bette Miller in 1979. Just let me read this. Amanda McBroom wrote, I wrote it in 1977 or 1978. She's not sure, Deanne. It must have been an interesting creative process. And I sang it occasionally in clubs. Jim Neighbors, remember him? Had a, a Gomer Pyle had a local, I don't think anybody's old enough to remember him but me, had a local talk show and I sang The Rose on a show once. She wrote the, the song in response to her manager's suggestion that she write, quote, some Bob Seger type tunes to expedite a record deal he was making for her. So she wrote The Rose in 45 minutes. The song is one verse repeated musically three times. She said, when I finished it, I realized it doesn't have a bridge or a hook, but I couldn't think of anything to put there. She thinks the song struck a universal nerve because it's a message of hope that's very easily understandable. And her composition was one of seven songs selected by Bette Midler from 30 Possibilities, for the Rose movie soundtrack. They listened to 3,000 songs to get those 30, and this one was chosen. So here, and Bette Midler made it possible in the movie. So here we go. The line, beautiful, she selected a couple of lines from the lyrics. Just remember in the winter, far beneath the bitter snow, lies the seed that with the sun's love in the spring becomes the Rose. I'm sorry. <laughs> Both of my granddaughters were named Rose and my daughter was Rose. And when I got to that last word, I had to take a deep breath. Deanne, how dare you make the host cry. It's beautiful. <laughs> Deanne,
2: tell us why you picked that song for your quote. Go ahead. Exactly like you said, Bonnie, it's a it's been a message of hope for me. Uh, whenever I've felt defeated or you know, can't find that light. I realize that you know nature. Nature is the what to look for when you're looking for inspiration and feeling better. And under in that line of, you know, the seed under that snow, like, we think nothing is happening, but it's it's getting ready. It's getting ready, and its its senses are very aware of the temperature. And you know, as it's getting warm, it's slowly coming up to the surface, and then almost like a miracle we think it just happens like instantly it breaks through and there's life you know there's life under what we we might not see where their life is but there's always something there and when it's its turn it blooms and and blossoms so i think it's a great metaphor on anybody who is you know, starting something new, you know, if you get discouraged, it's, it's, you can't force a seed to bloom. It takes time and it will bloom in its own time. It's just having that patience and trust. So that's where it kind of really hits me.
1: You think it hits you about your radio show or about the message you're getting out there that it takes a while for it, for it to bloom and grow. What's what, what, give me a little, a thread there.
2: Yeah. I mean, in relation to my, to my show, for you know, the unbridled woman, remember, reclaim, rise. Kind of, I think that is kind of a seed. Where you know, remember, remember your strength. Remember, re- you have everything you have inside of you. And when you can claim that, when you're like, "Yes, this is me. I, I know. I trust. I believe that," and you rise into your fullest expression, just just like that seed, just coming up through the through the soil and growing and sprouting. Lovely, And I will tell you here in Tennessee, where I
1: thought I was moving to the warm south, we have nights that are twenty degrees and fifteen degrees and fourteen degrees. And yet when I look outside in the border around my front yard, the the lily are blooming. Not they're blooming yet, but the the uh, sprouts are coming up from the bulbs. Yeah. They're annual they're perennials. and other Things are starting to grow through the bitter cold soil, which obviously was warmer than we thought on those 20-degree nights, and things are sprouting up all over the garden already. But mm-hmm. yesterday was 70, so it's fool ya fool ya <laughs> wait, waiting for the magnolia tree to bloom and the pear tree to bloom and the Japanese maples to bloom. Yeah, it'll all happen. Thank you. That was lovely. Let's go to Rebecca. Rebecca has picked a quote, four little words, pack a punch, I'll tell you in a second, Mustafa voiced by the wonderful James Earl Jones. What a voice. The Lion King, 1994 animated musical coming-of-age drama film produced by Walt Disney Animation, released by Walt Disney Pictures, inspired by... William Shakespeare's stage play Hamlet. I didn't know that, Rebecca, with some elements from the biblical stories of Joseph and Moses. Ensemble cast, voices of Matthew Broderick. Let me see James L. Jones, Jeremy Irons. I'm looking for na- names I would remember here. Uh, Nathan Lane, Ernie Sabella, Whoopi Goldberg, Cheech Marin, Robert Guillaume. Oh my goodness gracious. Songs composed by Elton John and lyricist Tim Rice with score by Hans Zimmer. Here's the story. Set in a kingdom of lions in Africa, the story of Simba, which is Swahili for lion, a lion cub who was supposed to succeed his father Mustafa as king of the Pride Lands. However, after his paternal uncle Scar, what a name, kills Mustafa to seize the throne, Simba is tricked into believing he was responsible for his own father's death and he runs away in exile. He receives perspective from his childhood friends and his shaman Rafiki before returning to challenge Uncle Scar's tyranny and take his place in the circle of life as the rightful king. And they're going to be releasing a new movie, Mustafa the Lion King, December of this year, if everything's on track. Here is the quote Rebecca has picked from so many possibilities. Remember who you are. Oh, Rebecca, that's powerful. Talk to us. What does this have to do with your show?
3: So I feel like when we're growing, when we're expanding, when we're stretching, when we're being more visible, it can be daunting or intimidating or stretching, and we can get lost in the noise. But if we can stop and pause and remember who we are at a core – who we're called to be, why we're here, that's where we can stand. That's where we can always come back, whatever the storm is, to really bring our truth of who we are forward. So whenever I I think of that, or I'm getting pulled in different directions, or I'm feeling pressure in different ways, I'm able to stop and pause, take a breath, dig my roots in deep, and remember who I am not who somebody else is not who they say I am not trying to be something different but really embracing who I am and that's what I hope I bring each show and I hope that's the environment I create for each of the guests that they can remember who they are and share from that place because that's the biggest gift they can give anyone listening or watching the show
1: That's lovely. And that goes with my thoughts about the real deal, right? Real deal people Mm -hmm. sharing their real deal stories. That's the way it is. Thank you. That was a lovely quote. Cecilia and I went back and forth on a bunch of quotes and she (laughs) finally threw one at me that I love. Forgive me, Cecilia. I wasn't meaning to give you a hard time. And she sent me a quote and I said, but it's from a book. She said, no, they made the book in a movie. I said, well, you didn't tell me that anyway, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. She picked a quote that I just absolutely love. It's from Jethro Gibbs. Everybody remember Mark Harmon on NCIS. He was there for so many years. He's supposed to be an executive producer. Now we really don't hear from him much. American crime drama TV series. This is from season eight episode called Baltimore. It aired on May 3rd, 2011, and the series ran, started in 2003, and it's still running. Baltimore is the 22nd episode, season 8, and the 184th overall episode. Uh, Special Agent Anthony DeNoza, Michael Weatherly, I think I had a crush on him a while ago, <laughs> must dig into his past as a detective with the Baltimore Police Department when his old partner is murdered, including his first meeting with Gibbs and the circumstances that led DeNoza to join NCIS. The episode acts as a lead-in to two that comprise the season finale, Swan Song and Pyramid, when the suspected killer is finally revealed. Now, Gibbs, fictional character and the protagonist, is a former U.S. Marine Corps scout sniper turned special agent who commands a team for NCIS, Naval Criminal Investigative Service. He's the most accomplished marksman on the team and the most skilled at handling violent standoffs, and he depends on his agents for technical and other things. He's not too good with the flip phone. He's patient but firm, but... Gibbs has something called his rules. And in the episode, Heartland, he's revealed by flashbacks to him. He's married, I think, four times in the show. His first wife, Shannon of Eva Bauman, at the Stillwater train platform in summer 1976, where she tells him about her rules for life that would inspire a similar set of Gibbs' own rules that he teaches to his agents. His own series of 50 rules he now lives by. Rule number 40 plus was supposedly used for emergency situations. So here's rule number five that was revealed in the Baltimore episode. So, so you know, i get to it eventually. The rule is three words. You beat Rebecca's quota forwards. Here we go. Cecilia, don't waste good. <laughs> <laughs> Talk <laughs> about brief and to the point. Cecilia, what does this have to do with either your show or radio in general? Talk to me.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> so, and, 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 Bonnie thank you because I had completely forgotten about that particular episode to be honest. And um and just you know as you were talking I was trying to figure out oh yeah that's right that that is where it first came out. Um well first of all I'm I'm a fan of NCIS who's not but mainly because I'm I'm a military brat you know military family my husband's retired air force my dad's retired navy. But um don't waste good. It just says as as it is. We often forget when we're faced with challenges or we're going through something that's so difficult that we do not see the good. We do not see the positive side of certain things, or even just the opportunity to just say, thank you for, I don't know, waking up for the day, right? Um, We forget. And um, when, when I first heard that, that phrase, don't waste good, it reminded me right away, find the good in the thing that you're experiencing now, regardless of how challenging it is, because there is always something good to find. Um, with the show, how it relates to the show, really has to do also with uh, how we navigate ourselves uh, through transitions. Uh, through life experiences. Um, I have a a phrase on my website, uh, uh, Bonnie, if you don't mind me just Mm kind of reading it briefly. Sure. Um, It says, we overcame challenges. This is about women. Women overcame challenges, uncertainties, and continue to navigate the ever-evolving professional and personal balance. We share in kindness and we share openly, and we are grateful for many things. And that's really to say that we don't have, we have very little group regrets, uh, and we need to easily forgive ourselves. And so find the good. Don't waste the good, because the good is always there.
1: Thank you. Beautifully done. And I I sprung that choice on you yesterday. I said, here's the one I'm going to use after you sent me the others. Thank you very much. Gibbs had a way of communicating with his team, didn't he, Cecilia and everybody? Yes, he did. Just, just to the point. Say, oh, rule number. What? It was something that was a continuing theme. I don't hear the rules coming up much. I. It's gotten very violent. The show, actually, the new episodes. And I know Ducky passes away in the one from last week. And I don't know why, but maybe David McCallum was tired of doing the show all the time. I don't know. He has other other irons to other fish to fry, probably. But anyway, uh, I I have been a Fan of that show for many, many years. And <laughs> the rules, when they poked the rules into a script, it was always interesting to see who said it and how they were interpreted. And that was one of Gibbs' rules. Yes, it was always coming up. Thank you very much, ladies, for the very, very interesting quotes. Now, we're going to, I'm going to use some of the discussion statements you sent me, either recently or for your previous time on the show with me on next at the mic and let's expand them because this is a new group the three of you haven't been together as three so let's see where we go with this i'm going to read deanne two of your statements and you don't have to find them i've got them here and i'd like you to just expand take about two minutes and then i'm going to ask rebecca to respond to that if she can relate to it and cecilia as well so we'll make this into a roundtable and get some feedback i think it'll be a lot of fun so deanne says live radio allows for more spontaneity, and she's comparing it with standard pre-recorded podcasts, and she says live radio allows for more creativity at times for both the host and the guest. So spontaneity and creativity, I think those go together very nicely. Deanne, give us a little more background on that, please.
2: Well, for me, my experience with live show has been just that. Um, I I do make my show notes. However, I realized it's more... (laughs) on the spot. It's spontaneous. It's it's being present with what the guest is saying and being able to respond. So there's a certain outline that I have of my show. However, I've learned of the, the gift of the spontaneity, which allows me to, for the creativity. And also when the guest does not show up, that's spontaneity. And now I have to get creative, because now I need to talk about a subject. <laughs> so I, I enjoy that challenge, even though my first time, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what it was very unsettling when I actually finished and completed it. I felt very empowered and like, okay, this that was amazing. And I could do it. No, you know now. I now sometimes I'm like actually, like kind of sometimes like oh, I really want to talk about this, um, and you know it's okay if you don't show up. But you know, um, always I always leave space in my schedule to have a, a show that's just me and talking about that because I do enjoy that spontaneity.
1: So we learn about ourselves through the shows when we have to, right? Exactly. When we fill in. Do you think that I've got notes for everything I'm saying to the three of you right now, other than just reading your statements? Come on, this is all riffing. The, I had a guest uh, on the show a couple weeks ago, and I mentioned that I think my ability to just speak from the heart, without looking at anything, just interacting with my guests, comes from my years of training in improv. And I did stand-up comedy for several years in New York and Long Island. And she asked me after the show, Is was a very accomplished woman like the three of you, and she emailed me after and she said, can you recommend an improv class to me? I think I would benefit from that kind of training. I was shocked that mm-hmm. she said it because she was just the real package like the three of you and she thought she could improve by learning about how improv did that for me and mm. something about the way i was hosting must have Im- impressed her when she said i want to do that too it was just it was just a nice moment rebecca what um, on mute dear what do you think about uh, creativity spontaneity on live what's your thought i love live
3: i i feel like it's an opportunity to come together and co-create with the guests and absolutely i have notes i have Almost like a bullet point of things that I want to talk about or bring forward, but I love to go where the show's leading. I love to allow room and space mm-hmm. for that, and it can be different than the notes and the plan. And I always have time at the end of the show that I do a debrief with my guests because that's a time where we can celebrate what we created live together, and talk about it while it's all fresh and uh, continue that connection because you do build great connections when you have that space and that creative time with your guests. Um, so I love it. I love
1: that live energy. Well put Cecilia, talk to us. What do you think?
0: Oh, echo everybody's, um, I love the, the spontaneity and the organic way the conversation occurs. Um, most of my shows have been pre-recorded because of of time, um, but they. What I usually do is we will have notes, and you know, guests are always wanting to know, well, "What can I talk about?" I want to talk about this. But usually, when we are recording, it is, I I use it more like a live conversation. Yes, yes. because, um, and I do spring it. I I spring the spring up some some topics or questions that they have not really. About which kind of gets the conversation just a little bit more uh, free flowing, which I love. I love it. I I learn from from that as well.
1: And you all know I do roundtables now. I used to do interviews in all my shows. My four shows a week have a total of 14 or 15 guests in aggregate. So I use the jot form for like with you ladies, give me a bio, send me a fictional quote, and send me four discussion statements. And I pick and choose which statements I want so you never really know where I'm going to lead the conversation. That's the element of surprise. And when you're explaining the quotes, I don't ask you to explain them in advance. I just ask for the quote, getting you to think, getting the guests the juices, flowing before. Well, what am I going to say about the quote? Oh, did I really, some guests say to me, oh, did I really pick that quote? Because I get their input sometimes weeks before the show and they have lives. So I've learned that if I have a panel of four and one on a very rare occasion on my technology show technology revolution one drops out at the last minute i've still got 3 and i become the fourth panelist i'll put myself in as the the fourth with notes but i use a word document the one i have for today is about 9 pages long and it's just got all kind of, it's got your quotes it's got all the background i researched your songs your movies your tv shows and i have fun with that that's my part my contribution <laughs> is the the trivia the fun stuff is so you said oh i forgot that yes i enjoy looking that up and And then your statements, and then I have a whole bunch of stuff at the end that we'll talk about, some famous birthdays and some events in music history. So I have fillers that I can read at the end if we run out, and we're doing great so far. So we always are. So thank you. I'm intrigued by how you all run your shows, and I like the way you're learning from each other and talking to each other about how do we all do it because this is not a science. I think live radio is an art, isn't it? Mm. It's an art, and how we all approach it, it's a blank canvas Tabula rasa, right? Nothing there. And Mm -hmm. what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with that hour? How are you going to design it? To whom are you going to speak? You're going to talk to yourself, Deanne? What are you going to say that's interesting to you that would be interesting to your viewers, your listeners? What do you have to say that you think will appeal to them that they'll want to say, you won't believe what I heard Deanne Rose say this week. It was just amazing. That's that's a response. Isn't she brave being on radio alone for 57 minutes? That's some woman, whatever the response is. So let's go to Rebecca. I have... Found your statement number two. I like this a lot. You say it's not about perfection, it's about connection. So Rebecca, expand this, unpack it, and then we'll go around the table. Go ahead.
3: I used to worry so much about doing things just right, showing up a certain way. Um, rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. I spent all this time rehearsing and practicing, and then I get on stage and present or my show, and it would always go differently. And I would feel somewhat stiff. Or confined, or if I lost my place in what I had practiced, I was lost. And when I started to set that aside and trust that I was enough. That what was placed on my heart to share, I could trust. I didn't have to have the map. I didn't have to have the complete plan, all the details. That I could actually speak and have a conversation with the audience and allow their response and the interaction carry the conversation. That it was more important to make that connection and serve from that space than to be what I thought was perfect. And I even found... The moments where I was less shiny, literally falling off a stage into sound equipment. I did that elegantly dressed, fancy shoes. It was painful, loud, and awkward. (laughs) And yet I was able to stand again. And what I learned in that moment is it really gave an example of even in that you can rise again. And how powerful is that? And it allowed people and it was a room full of healers. Oh. it allowed them to lean oh, forward. And one lady stepped forward. And she remembers that day. And she said, that's the first time I stepped into leadership. And she stopped my presentation <laughs> at that moment. And she had the whole audience, 100 women stand and send me love. And send me healing energy. And Mm -hmm. at the end of that presentation, they were calling me. Following up, we had this connection. We had this experience. Not what I planned. I'd, I'd much rather connect in a shinier way, more polished way. But it built a relationship. It wasn't about me being perfect. It was about me making that connection. I have seen that time and time again. So I encourage everyone, it's it's about allowing that connection, the real deal connection is you mm-hmm. and say, Bonnie, and trusting that. And there is you're perfect in your imperfections. Allow That's it good. to flow and connect.
1: It was a perfect moment for people to connect with you imperfect, mm-hmm. your imperfect action or your your trip and fall was perfect for people to say, I'm never for- going to forget her. How elegant she looked when she fell into the sound equipment. <laughs> that's that's one of those Kodak moments, isn't it? Let's go around the table. Cecilia, any comments about
0: being perfect on your show? What do you think? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the, the the very first time, again, I scripted everything out. I wrote everything out. And then it, it got to a point I started, you know, most people don't like to listen to themselves, but I, li- I listened to myself and I said, oh, that sounded so rehearsed. And there was no genuine behind it. There was no real deal, uh, real me behind it. So I learned to, as I went through and just got more comfortable and speaking on the mic and talking to people, I learned to not to script too much. In fact, nowadays, barely, I, I may have the bio scripted, obviously, but I barely do anything and maybe write a couple of questions that I think I needed to ask. Um, but yeah, I, I don't do the the script anymore. And I, I actually, those were, that's the opportunity to actually learn about me um, and what makes me tick and what makes me Um, enjoy doing these conversations and it is a conversation it's talking to another individual sharing energy uh, across the the mic is how I look at it exactly and the word
1: conversations my Monday night show is called read my lips cool conversations with creatives with Mm. aka radio red that's another alter ego I use and it is conversations with a panel of three creatives. You'd all be perfect on that show. I'll I'll talk to you later about that. Deanne, what do you think about this idea of being perfect or
2: not? What? How does that resonate with you? Well, it, it actually reminds me of that quote by uh, Maya Angelou, where something like people don't remember they won't remember what you say, but how you make them feel. Yeah. So when you said that, I, that it's the connection, and the way I try to to connect myself and how I, I teach other women that I, I work with. I'm, I'm very con- I, I love the connection, the understanding of the connection between the womb, the heart and the throat, because the womb is that intuition point, that's where we're more present. And when we speak it comes up to connected up to the heart, that's our compassion and love. And then we're able to use that energy as it comes up. And we, that's how we speak. And that is the most authentic expression that we can have of ourselves and when we're connected that way that's i believe that's where that that really that connection of heart to heart that we're, we were talking about with our guests and just really being present and and also you know speaking to to the audience as well just really you know speaking to that one person who needs to hear this message and connecting with that
1: interesting we're giving our guests the opportunity to be their real self aren't we Instead Mm -hmm. of on a webinar, okay, Mary, read the next 15 slides. Okay, Bob, read the next 12 slides. Okay, Sam, we forgot. We ran out of time. You don't get to read your 35 slides. And it's all scripted and not too much opportunity to just speak. And I was asked to host several webinars for a big company I used to work for, and I said to them, you picked the wrong girl because I'm not going to read the script. I'm going to look at it, I'll read it, and then I'm going to riff on it because it was a business environment where I was comfortable. I knew most of the people, but I had things to say about it, not a lot, but I turned it into engagement with the people, the other people on the, sh- on the panel, on the webinar. And I just said to them, don't ever expect me to just read what's in front of me. Expect me to be a real person who reads it and interprets it. They never asked me back. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, uh, Re- Rebecca. That was a lovely, lovely conversation starter we had there. Let's go to one from Cecilia. Cecilia, this is an interesting one, different from what the other lady said. You say, radio and podcasts take us away from the social media hype. And bring us back to just building a community. We've got time for you to unpack and then we'll see what the other ladies have to say. Cecilia, talk to me.
0: Well, I think we've we've talked about it, how important building a community is. And to build a community, it's not about what somebody has the most of or or i don't know clothing or whatever that you bought something or your whatever whatever that may be um that's that you think that someone else is going to like about you it it has nothing to do with that it really has something to do with who you are as a person and who the other people are in your community as a person again we're talking about um sharing that energy with each other and to do that we have to have a conversation we we need to talk to each other and be able to be genuine uh, with each other and share our stories. That's how we build a community. If we don't share stories, we won't know how to help that other person or we won't know that 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 other person is a business opportunity for, for us, right? Um, or just uh, getting to know that individual on the other side of the mic um, I've been blessed the last uh, few months with my guests. They are mostly I've had authors, and I've met some incredible, incredible guests. And uh, and usually, you know, there's like a, a questionnaire that that are sent to you to to ask the authors right about their book or something like that. And I actually don't follow it. <laughs> because it it's rehearsed and again the perfection the the trying to be perfect in the in the show so um in in that situation i'd like to be able to be able to really get out of the what are we somebody else telling me what i need to buy or what i need to talk about or what i need to discuss let's have a genuine conversation
1: Authors used to send when I was interviewing authors on my creativity show, they used to send me a list of twelve to fifteen talking points, and they had timing on them. So it would say ask, ask me how I name my book forty three seconds. Ask me to whom I dedicated it and why. 33 seconds and after a while I said do not dare send me a script if I don't know how to talk to a real person by now I shouldn't be having a radio show so I told them stop sending that to me I just want to talk to the real person I don't want to ask you How did you name your book? I'll get around to it, but not the first question. It'll come up in conversation if it's an interesting title. If it's not an interesting title, I don't care, but I care about the content and who they are and what brought them to become an author, and are they a pantser or a plotter, and how long did it take them to write the book, and do they write in the morning or the evening, and do they write in a garden, do they write on a computer, do they write, this is the stuff I want to about the real person, but not ask me. So anyway, point well taken. Uh, let's go to Rebecca. Comments on what Cecilia said. Any thoughts? Community.
3: I love community. And I I like how you're, you shared, Cecilia, about um, sharing stories and that that can build a community. I absolutely agree. And I think we can hold space and encourage each other and honor each other and, and our journeys and I love interviewing authors as well, and I agree. It's good to follow the conversation and allow them to be a human being sharing about the journey, sharing why they wrote it. I even ask sometimes, you know, what surprised them on their journey of writing? Mm. Because writing and bringing the book forward are different steps.
2: Yes, <laughs> and. Yes.
3: The how long I think always surprises people. There's so many things in there that are interesting that can be really impactful. So I love really honoring that person and creating a community and a space for them to share their story, share what's on their heart, share what they're hoping the transformation is that they bring forward or what they, they surprise them. And I think this is not just an author journey, but all of our journeys. And we can learn from each other and be inspired. Yes. So I think a radio show is a platform that you are building community
1: every single episode. Thank you. Deanne, join us. One and a half to two minutes, because
2: we got some stuff to do. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, community, yes. It reminds me of how we used to sit around the fire. And that's where stories were told. And yes. that's how we learned. That's where I've learned about what plants to eat or where to stay away from the wild animals in the brush over there or, or other, you know, other things about life. And that's where I, that's where I think the, um, the, the talk radio, yeah, it's so much better than the social media where it, some things just, I mean, seem so perfect and you don't, if people they aren't posting every day, you, you don't get their journey about how, how they got, how did they write the book? Like, what was their whole process of that? You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's how we learn. And yes. that's how when listeners hear that, they get to learn, like, and the possibilities for them as well. Yes, exactly.
1: It impacts the listeners, maybe inspires them, maybe teaches them something. Or maybe they say, oh, crap, I can't write a book. I don't, I don't have that kind of time or I don't have those ideas. And, but maybe it'll spark the seed. The rose, Right, Deanne? Mm-hmm. It sparks the seed of, you know, I always wanted to write a book. Maybe now's the time. If she can do it, I can do it. Ladies, thank you. Those were great discussion statements, and and we had used some of them in, the, in your past appearances, but I thought in this new environment with the three of you together, not having been together with me, all this group, that we would be able to get some content out of them. So thank you. I want to give you some music history dates talking about trivia. You might be able to use this somewhere. On this day, February 27th in Nineteen sixty, The Miracles. Anybody remember Shop Around? The Miracles made their first, not the Supremes, the Miracles, made their first TV appearance when they performed on American Bandstand. I grew up with that show. This day in 61, Chubby Checkers Pony Time hit number one for the first of five weeks. I don't even remember that song. I remember the twist, though. In 1966, speaking of the Supremes, they appeared on the TV show What's My Line. If anybody doesn't know what that is, look it up. This day in 1980, Michael Jackson won his first Grammy for Best R&B Performance for Don't Stop to you get enough other winners donna summer for best female rock vocal performance for hot stuff Oh i love that song earth wind and fire for best r&b vocal group performance for after the love has gone love that song and the doobie brothers record of the year and song of the year for what a fool believes Four really iconic songs. Oh, my. In 1984, the Jackson's Pepsi commercial premiered on MTV. In 1993, on this day, Whitney Houston's single, I Will Always Love You, reached, number f- reached 14th week at number one. It was a new record. In 1995, this record was broken by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men on One Sweet Day. And in 2000, on this day, the Beach Boys, an American Family TV miniseries began on ABC, and that was the rise of the band february 27th it's international polar bear day do you know polar bear rebecca we gotta go find a polar bear to hug it's national albert day if you know anybody named albert it's not their birthday just say hello it's Kahlua day i'll have to see if i have any it's pokemon day it's protein day i didn't have my peanut butter day strawberry day it's susan day you know somebody named susan tell her hello and big breakfast day birthdays josh Grobin is 43 today He sang at the Olympics and the Super Bowl. He performed with Andrea Bocelli at the 2008 Grammys. And Kate Mara. Anybody remember Zoe Barnes on Netflix's House of Cards? She is the sister of Rooney Mara, another well-known actress. Today in memoriam, Leonard Nimoy died today In 2015, at the age of 83, you all know him for Spock, and he was also an author and a producer, a singer, a songwriter, a photographer, and a director. And guess who lived, guess whose birthday was today? You'll never guess. Elizabeth Taylor. Movie actress Cleopatra, Butterfield eight during Hollywood's Golden Age. What have we got left here? How many minutes have we got? Thank you. Three minutes, Jordan. Uh, she was in 11 movies with Richard Burton. She married him a couple of times off and on. And Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? She made her movie debut at age nine in Universal. There's one born every minute. She owns some of the biggest and most famous gems in the world, including... Anybody have a finger big enough for a 33-carat diamond? She had the Krupp diamond. She had seven husbands. She divorced, married, and remarried Richard Burton between 64 and 76. Okay, three social media. Talking about social media, Cecilia, TikTok. Today, Cesar Pantoya is 21. The only reason I'm telling you is because he has 17 million followers. You want to talk community, ladies? 17 million followers. He does lip sync and dance content. And he made a dance video with his brother. And that video only got 13 million views. Boo hoo. Today, you also birthday for Brighton Myler, M Y L E R, on YouTube. He's 20. He has 5 million views for how to catch the Easter bunny. He made a video. Okay and he does ninja stunts, including a trampoline and karate. I know, I know, Deanne. And then we have a happy birthday to a young man named Brent Television, one word with the capital T in the middle, TikTok, 24. He only has 6 million followers and 219 million likes. I know, Deanne, you're going to cl- close your mouth. Uh, he has comedy from trend videos to original sketches. Today is Oh, I won't tell you. February is the month of Spunky Old Broads Month and National Condom Month. Adopt a Rescued Rabbit, Humpback Whale awareness, Awareness. It's Bird Feeding Month, Blob Buster Month, Goat Yoga Month, Haiku Writing Month, Return Your Shopping Carts to the Supermarket Month, Dog Training, Education, and Bike to Work. It's the month of Chocolate fabulous Florida strawberries, great American pie, avocados, bananas, cherries, fondue, grapefruit, macadamia, and sweet potatoes. We've got one minute. Ladies, you may remember the first time you are on my show, I told you I have my notes from 2014. Yes, I saved them, Rebecca. And my closing notes included top 10 tips for women in 2014. And the number one was aspire to be Barbie. The biatch has everything. Okay. And number three was take life with a pinch of salt and a wedge of lime. And pour in the tequila. There you go. So here's my closing. Let's do this together. And stick around, ladies, after. We'll debrief. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Eh. Kiss slowly. Definitely. Love truly. Ladies, laugh uncontrollably with me on the count of three. One, two, three. (laughs) Pretty good. Don't hurt yourself. And never regret anything that made you smile. Work like you don't need the money. Dance like no one's watching. They watched me teaching disco, I'll tell you. Sing like nobody's listening. Love like you've never been heard. We all have. Let it wash over you. Get your heart going again. Learn to love again. Money talks, chocolate sings. La. Nah. And last but not least, I stole this line from a host 20 years ago. Thank you for turning me on. Bonnie D. saying thank you to Rebecca. Thank you to Deanne. Thank you to Cecilia. And thank you to our engineer, Jordan.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Next at the Mic Radio. Presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Join host Bonnie D. again next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, we wish you a positively Mike-worthy week.